<laughs> well, welcome to the first episode of a podcast we have entitled yet. Um, this is Nikki. I am a third year in college. I have nothing really interesting in my background that makes me an expert on this topic, except for the fact that I've lived vicariously through films, and that is the only way that I've done things for the last 20 years of my life. Um, and that's, I think, why I'm here with uh, my co-host. Hi, I'm Lucia. Um, I'm also a third year in college. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything that qualifies me either. Nikki said it way better than I could have, but um, I love movies. My whole family loves movies. I am majoring in something that will hope me, hopefully propel me into the movie industry. So, yeah, we have a lot of thoughts. That's really why we're doing this, is we both have many thoughts. Thoughts that aren't fully formed. Um, If that wasn't already apparent from this first little intro bit, we don't really know what we're talking about, but we know that we love to talk about it. Exactly. And I think that's, I mean, enthusiasm should count for something. But in any case, there's like 45 minutes of rambling-ish. 45 minutes-ish. It's a little longer, actually. It's about an hour. (laughs) Um, That we have our first episode. Uh, So it'll definitely probably definitely probably maybe absolutely get more organized as time goes on i will say though we've outlined some of the things that we want to talk about um in this podcast and you know you know devoted certain topics to you know separate episodes we kind of hit all of them in this one thing you get a little taste for our opinions on certain things obviously it doesn't go super in depth but you know if you're interested in what we might talk about we kind of hit a lot of things oh i guess we should like oh right so uh, Lucy and I met in college, oh, in yeah. first year of college, in like the first week, and we spoke about movies for like an hour. And we half. talked so, for so long. The first time we ever met each other was fantastic. It was the real like uh, this the college experience. So they they really market to you. Yeah. And then uh, I've never had a friend like that. So me too. Think, <laughs> right? Like no, it was fantastic. I talk about this all the time, like how fantastic yeah. it was meeting. Yeah. It, w- it was such a cool meeting, but it could be in a movie. Actually, it may just well be because uh, we really want we really want to make movies yeah. eventually, someday. We'll see. So this is the first episode of uh, a podcast we have entitled a podcast we have entitled. Uh- wow, and that's it. It's recording. Oh, right now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Okay, we have to cut this part. It's a grand tour of my room. Ugh. Yeah, I mean... I've got so much shit everywhere. Jesus Christ. I'm, this. Okay. this is so low-key. Jesus. Really psyched for, like, our one listener. Okay, I've been... This is off-topic, but I've been knitting lately. I don't know why. I used to... I've been knitting since, like, elementary school. I finally finished... I've been knitting the scarf since, like, high school, and it's done. Nice. And then I knit this thing. What is it? Somebody tell me what this is. I don't know. And then I had great inspiration. I said, what if I crochet? You know, like when you hand crochet something, like just crochet a long long chain? No, I don't because I don't do either of those things. Yeah, because you're not an old lady. I know. (laughs) No, I feel like an old lady every day. So I I crocheted a chain out of like because I have like I have so much fucking yarn but it's in like various states like they're not full skeins so I crocheted 
uh like what little yarn I had left and then I knitted it and then it's it's like so uncomfortable to feel like this is not it's bad I just needed to it's like sitting on my desk I don't know why I have all this shit okay oh I just watched I just finished the Mandalorian yesterday okay I still have some no spoilers because I know, I know it's, I it's like trending on Twitter and I was like I I don't uh, I need to watch it I need to watch it you should actually and I think there's like a reason why it's doing so well right now and I think it's okay. weird because I think westerns are making a comeback I mean do you have any hot takes on why westerns why didn't they leave that's my question what like just in general westerns yeah like because because it's the United States it's the story of manifest destiny and getting all this shit and like really let's let's get it let's get this money let's better our lives and that's kind of the story of Hollywood honestly it's like yeah it's storytelling but also if you look at it like uh, the business side of it like we're we're making people's dreams come true and we're making a fuck ton of money off of it and we're letting other people buy into the idea that this is a glamorous thing in the same way that westerns as a genre are letting people into this idea that like starting a new life and a new civilization is fun and adventurous and a glamorous thing and it's obviously be- not yeah I feel like that's a big one too because a lot it's like all about like we're like what does it call like fishy but no I don't know doggy dog yes yeah. doggy dog fishy fish you can make that a new thing that could be a new thing fishy fish world but no I mean that's I yeah um because we just watched Ballad of Buster Scruggs as well I still haven't seen that either yeah it is surprisingly fantastic it, that's like what I read I, I think it's it's weird because it's anthology and Coen Brothers, you know, they're they're quirky, sometimes not in the right way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it was so cute. And I mean, think like speaking of just Westerns in general, it's weird that like we have that obsession, but you're right, like the Wild Wild West. And I think about like the aviator too, because there's like that whole sequence where he like goes off into the desert and he's like just making movies because he's yeah. It's like I'm doing this on my own. Well, this is also like the, you know, I think, yeah, I think it's the sort of man versus nature thing. Like, even you think like the revenant or something like that. Again, didn't see it, but I get the vibes. I feel like this is going to be such a weird fucking podcast because we're both talking about shit we haven't seen. But like, <laughs> no, 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 but but see, the revenant is I, so I've seen it like twice at least, I think, uh, maybe a third time accidentally. My dad was watching it. You accidentally watched the revenant. Well, I was just in the room and we were like, it got to that point, but it's such an emotional movie and story. I think that's like the most intense part of it. Like if you think about his personal history, he's like this, he has like a son who's half native. He's like speaking in all of these first nations languages or like one at least because his Mm -hmm. wife was, and then his like entire village was raised or whatever um, or whatever. But I think the true story is even crazier because he actually tracks down. So there's, so the ending, it it really doesn't matter. It's not worth the like two hours that you sit and watch it. If you're watching it at home, it's like, I think it's made for the screen, you know? I would say Inuritu doesn't make movies that are meant to be seen on anything smaller than, yeah. Um, Which is weird because I'm pretty sure I saw, wait, Gravity is him. Yeah. No, that's Quaron. God, I get so confused. With okay, him. Mexicans are confusing. Okay. <laughs> Not in that sense, but I mean, they kind of make sense that gravity and revenant would kind of be together in terms of they like- They actually use, they, they use the same cinematographer. 
So Emmanuel Lubeski, I was reading about him. He's fucking incredible, but he works with Corona. He, I think he's, I mean, he's worked with Inuritu, obviously. And then I also think he worked with um, Del Toro as well, which are like the three, those are like the three big Mexican directors I mean, in Hollywood. And I'm pretty like sure he's worked that, yeah. with all of them. Yeah. I'm just gonna, oh, this is so bad. I was gonna include Robert Rodriguez, but yeah, he's not really. He's because he's very Texas. Yeah, but Mexican American, you know. Well, yeah, I think it shows though that he's like way more like Tex Mex and like Texarkana than than yep. necessarily Mexican American. But it um, he just also directed an episode of The Mandalorian, which oh, was really? insane to see because that was like Bill Burr shows up, makes no sense. Burr. Isn't yeah? Isn't he one of like the? He's like a he's um he's like an imperial. He's like an ex-imperial uh, guy who's like yeah. in prison. There's like a whole backstory. And I'm just, again, because it's a Western, you let it get away with some of those like, uh, I can't wait to see you again. Like, I, I can't believe you're here. And like pounds a drink, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but there was like a whole, he just felt so out of place with his Brooklyn accent. But then Amy Sedaris was also on the show. She was she was in the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, she was. She was in the first season and even a little bit of the second. She what? Yeah, she she was like a fixer, like a mechanic. She's so cute though because I, was, I love her. Yeah. I have nothing against her. It's just what a yeah. weird. It's, it's just really these are just all people. Oh, you know why? Because she was in Elf, which was a Favreau movie. This is every everything you can trace. This is what I like doing. It's like you know when you play like Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah, it's just that's just all I do all day. Is like how do these people know each other? And I'm like, oh well, they did this movie together. Speaking of Kevin Bacon, I just watched A Few Good Men. And wow, Kevin Santiago, a... was it uh, worth it? Did you love it? Um, I don't know if I loved it, but I did appreciate it. I thought it was really good. Have you seen Sorkin stuff before or? Um, this is early Sorkin, mm-hmm. so I feel like there's a very different vibe. Like he's get he's like building into what we know him as, right? Like I think there are some really amazing crowning jewels. And sp- speaking of Sorkin, I really wanted to watch Trial of Chicago Seven, but like so time <laughs> good. It's so good. Um, but I I don't know a few good men. It's just. Kevin Bacon, speaking, just, just, he was there. He's in it. Yeah. He did. Oh my God. Wait, you know who else was in it was Tom Cruise. Did you hear about the new Tom Cruise news? Tom Cruise news. About the, that could be a segment. That could, oh my <laughs> God. Would I love it? I will, no, I, <laughs> give me a minute. As in, not really. Oh no, no, no. Give me a minute. Okay. I did I just did the perfect Jeopardy interlude music. It was perfectly timed. I'm so proud of myself. Hold on, hold on. I'm just prepared. 
we're gonna talk about Tom Cruise. Do you feel the need for speed? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Goose, I really do. Okay, you're gonna yell at me about COVID protocols now? Do it. <laughs> I can't believe you're huddled together near a camera when there's a meter stick right there. <laughs> Figure it out, folks. Jobs are on the line. The thing is, he's, I, okay, putting away my Tom Cruise. <laughs> you become a different person. You transform. <laughs> I feel more like Les Grossman than Tom Cruise. In that oh my God. But I, I mean, he's right. Thunder. I love it so much. Yeah. I, I have nothing. I honestly, after hearing the like little snippet that they tried to sort of like make it seem that he was really the bad guy. I feel like he's not wrong. They're shooting a movie that could tenant. They're shooting a movie that could mm-hmm. potentially really be the the tenant of 2021, right? And they're in the middle of a country. They're in the UK, I'm pretty sure. I think maybe at this point they've been hopping all around. Exactly. Yeah. So they're already traveling. It's already like COVID land. Yeah, I, you, you can't be so like unscrupulous, unscrupulous about your crew. Yeah, I know. But also, can you imagine getting yelled at by Tom? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you imagine it exactly sounds like Les Grossman. I, I don't think, at, yeah, like now he's reached that age. He's yeah. like sixty. Yeah. Almost. I think he's like 57. Not that it makes a big difference. I don't know. I'm correcting you. It's you're right. He's uh, yeah. I, I always like some those actors, right? They're like 10 years older than my dad. So it's like my dad is going to turn 50 next year. So it's like, gotcha. okay. Yeah. yeah. Which is again, absolutely insane when you think about it, because it seems like they never leave. Yeah. <laughs> like the, Mar- like the Martin Scorsese problem. Like they, like he's like 80, like yeah. you can step down it's okay like, okay you can take a fucking break but on it like but i get wanting to like if you're that good at something and you also enjoy what you do so much i get wanting to stick around but i also think like maybe it's i feel like it's an issue of self-awareness of like yeah. of like yes i have opinions yes i've done all these great things yes i'm technically an, author- an authority in terms of what i do but maybe i should also let some other people do their thing at the same time and know that what I know is right but then also just let them do whatever and if they're wrong they're wrong and I don't have to say anything about it because it doesn't fucking matter I think it's a generational thing too I I really think that that sort of like new American wave that came out in the 70s all those people their parents stepped down for them but they never stepped down for their kids and I don't think boomers are gonna do that until they really really have to like there's no nothing that's pushing them off because again i think the generation under them is too like is not as like i guess ambitious or even like as intense as their parents to like really force them out of where they they are where you know i i don't know seeing uh i think we saw that even just like in the prequel uh just like the the three prequel films for star wars like george lucas coming back and then doing a crap job like i just yeah and still having to defend it too to this day instead of just being like you know what i thought it was good you guys thought it was bad let's just agree to disagree they're out there they exist 
they're still making a fuck ton of money whether or not anybody liked them so let's just let that be a thing yeah <laughs> and instead he's like no i was right about this like mm-hmm. let it go just let it go or james cameron making four avatar movies and wants to make he wants to make five but he's like i'm gonna wait on two and three to see how good they are i know this, and- is, a, this is a hot take but i did not like avatar Oh, no, but, okay, honestly, I don't think anyone really did. Okay, good. Um, second, do you, like, I, if people did, I'd be like, who's the, who's the name of the, the character, like, the main character? Right. Which is, who's the actor who played him at the least? Like, if you can tell Sam me that. Worthington. Yes, it is. <clears throat> I read IMDb. I yeah, know. but you don't like it. That's the no. point. You, well, okay, wait, did you like Interstellar? Um... I don't know, which I know is like a weird thing to say. I don't know if I liked it. Like, I don't, I don't know. I think I appreciated it. I appreciate them as a movie. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate them as like movies and like what they've done like for movie making. And I think what they did was really cool, but I don't know if I like, I don't know if I got into the story enough. I think Inception, I was a little more into the story than I was for Interstellar. Mm-hmm. Because I thought they built up the family thing more. I was I watched Inception right before Interstellar came out, so we were both in like middle school. So like, we're really dating ourselves in the opposite way that dating like. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, yeah. Sound super young. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, doesn't doesn't matter. We were talking about the town last week, and the town. When we saw the trailer to that movie, it was like fifth we grade. Like ten. We were like spooked out. Like this was like edgy film and then- I'm so glad you remember this because I I remember the same feeling of like they because in the trailer it's on the poster too it's them in the nun mask yeah 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 the I, nun was mask. Like, I was like, like what is going on oh my god <laughs> I know it's it's like, whoa they're really doing something there I know I was like wow this is this adults watch these movies like this is insane and also yeah, so I feel like that's oh that's so weird we're not that old but also not that young I think we've seen a lot because it, I mean it feels like really arrogant to say that but truly technology has just changed how the field works like we were we existed in the time when trailers didn't have many trailers before them and oh when there weren't motion picture uh sorry motion posters and that was like a whole thing yeah and why is that a thing I don't want it nobody wants it I don't think anybody wants it what do you put it on your phone so you can like like just be like here it is yeah like what's the point i honestly i feel like just in general like that for that like marketing thing like mm-hmm. i feel like we're gonna reach a point and i feel like we're fast approaching i'm i'm already over all this digital marketing marketing shit but i guess people clearly aren't but i feel like we're gonna get to a point where like in terms of marketing in terms of the stories that get told in terms of how we tell the stories i feel like very soon there people are gonna not not just realize that Hollywood has gone too far in terms of just doing too much because I feel like a lot of people already I feel like that's kind of a general consensus that people have already like yeah. kind of figured out anyway but I feel like people are gonna find a way to stop it you know I, I think I think you don't see these movies or like don't you know I, I don't know I just I, feel, I don't know if I think it'll be inertia I think it you're right there needs to be like something that actually stops it yeah. but in my mind, I can't see that yet. So I just, I'm going to assume that that's going to be the trajectory until like friction is the thing. Like people just stop, like over time, it takes like years because 
it took them years to move online in terms of digital marketing. Yeah. And now it's going to take them like decades to take them out of it because now they're like, crap, we're so invested into this. Yeah. We hired all these like millennials to run okay. all these departments. And now what do we do? With all these kids that run the Instagram accounts for every movie, like what do we do? Kids and also like now TikTok, like how do you, how do you market something? Like how do you, oh, it's just Christ. So um, much shit. It's just so much fucking stuff. Which is funny because that's how I felt about how much Nolan was doing Tenet. Pro, uh, promos oh my god that was so annoying I, especially I, f- I felt it was honestly a little irresponsible because i was like we can't fucking go out like do not go send people outside i know this is how you want your movie to be seen but nobody can go see it right now so just fucking stop just move it just move it to be fair lucy uh we just watched tenet was this last week it? with blu-ray on our tv totally if, okay like I don't think it needs to be seen on the big screen as much as he like kept hyping it up to be. Mm-hmm. Like the only way to watch his movie was to watch it in IMAX. Like, no, but oh gosh, Tenet was really weird. I think I, I have like some really great grades and some really like, eh, you know, moments. Yeah. And uh, Robert Pattinson is on it. So interesting to see him in these like block, essentially blockbusters and mm-hmm. with Batman, it's gonna be interesting to see how he, the, the, like, why do why do we need another Batman? Can That's we really- Can we just, I just, I want original content so bad. So bad. I never thought I'd say that too, because even five years ago, I was like, I just want all the Marvel movies. Ah, and that, that's like, that was high school me, which is, I'd like to think is very different than me now, but that was only five years ago. So hard to say, but like, oh my God, I just want somebody to fucking write, a, like, how do I, because I'm sick of the, not sick of, but the A24 shit. I know, I know we could talk about A24 all day, but like, yes, that, 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 that level of like, it's an original screenplay, it's independent filmmaking, all this stuff. Like, no, don't, I I just want to watch a fucking, I don't know what a normal movie is. I don't even know what I'm describing when I say a normal movie, but I just want a fucking normal movie. Which is weird because if you think about like, the 80s and 90s there were too many mediocre normal movies yes. that they like oh god god like they they couldn't handle it like seeing uh the fugitive for example the fugitive was okay yeah. it's like not a bad movie but it's like fine it's, it's fine it's fine it's like there's nothing interesting there's like nothing too exciting except for the fact that it's like just harrison ford the entire time yeah he's just like on the run like that's the whole story but like there's nothing amazing that's yeah there's okay there's this movie it's oh fuck i don't remember what year it is i don't want to say it's early 70s it's called the paper chase okay it's just about i mean i fell asleep in the middle of it this is how nothing it was and it's i still remember it because i I just remember liking how nothing it was it was about this guy he's he gets into law school and he has this law professor who's a real pain in the ass and whatever and like that's just like it like they just like it's just him trying to get through this fucking law class he starts dating the daughter of like the dean of the school or whatever and there's a little bit there but it's just so much nothing and he starts realizing by the end of the movie he gets a law degree but he he realized or like passes the bar or whatever but he realizes it's not what he wanted he realizes he doesn't want to be a lawyer because he doesn't agree with the stuff or whatever he doesn't agree with how it's being set up for him and he he doesn't he doesn't become a lawyer and that's the end of the movie and like it's just it's such a movie it's just another and like it was fine i don't remember anything specific i i remember how yeah. it was shot. like i remember the cinematography in my head but like 
it was just such a meh movie. Apparently it was good. That's fine. It, that's all. It, there's nothing. Yeah. There's no CGI. There's no like major social commentary, which again, I have no problem with social commentary. But when it's like so overt in every single story and they're like, we're telling you something like, okay, all right, fine. Let me discover that for myself. Like, I think the problem is because of the commentary around a film. Like how we're reading articles, what kind of people like are talking about things, what we consider like the right kind of movie talk. Yeah. I think that changes also our perception because yes. they're okay, this is so meta, right? But like there are too many commentators out there. It's yes. not like <laughs> you, you don't need to you don't need to listen to any of them. But that's not the point of this, right? This is not commentary. This is just No, this is just us shooting the shit. Yeah, this is a meandering conversation. It's commentary through. on commentary. I mean, yes, but that is essentially what philosophy is. So, oh, okay, never the mind. philosophy back, 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 go back, go back, delete that. <laughs> We're going back. Bring that back in. This is not um, philosophy. Here's a movie. Okay, uh, what do? You, what about like something like 2012? So it operates in the disaster movie genre. But now, isn't John I, Cusack in it? Yes, John okay, Cusack. <laughs> yes, it did. Okay, and I always like to. Um, one, I used to watch it so much as a really? kid because it just like we had it for we had it for some reason. Okay. So I would just we would just watch it whenever and it'd be like fine, whatever. Um, but I've seen it at least three, four times, uh, which is a lot to say. But it's like such a it tries so hard to be deep. It tries so hard to be like crash, where like everyone's lives are connecting in oh, some wow. way. Oh, you can't remake Crash. You can't. The, the, I mean, I've never it. seen it, so I just I've seen know. little bits and pieces of it. It's just, yeah. It's but so but the reason anyway. I, I pull out 2012 is also because, again, like they really do try to make it very like deep and meaningful and like all about the exi- like existence of humans and is humanity enough to be like, uh, which is funny because now with the climate crisis, like where where it's yeah. at literally 11 years later we're kind of just like this mm-hmm. is interesting to see and it's a little terrifying but I feel like it was such a run-of-the-mill story like it was good enough to keep you like in your seat okay. I feel like it was fairly well reviewed too which again I don't know why I put so much stock into what reviewers say but I do <laughs> I I barely listen to them because I'm just I kind of like don't I always assume that they're gonna spoil like a little bit and yeah. just I don't know if I so like uh, oh I was thinking about okay so 2012 was my example but also right. uh, John Cusack's character is an author and he used to have like boxes so the boxes behind me are all books and I haven't opened up <laughs> them up yet but he used to have like stacks of books because he was like a very unsuccessful writer who okay. uh, drove a limousine for his job that was like the, his entire character got it and he just had these copies of books everywhere. And um, uh, Ch- uh, Chuito Force character like loves his book. Like he's the only oh my God, the really? And that's the whole thing that connects those two. And that's why Chuito like recognizes him. And then he like says, oh my gosh, are you this writer? Um, because Kuzak's face is plastered on the back of the cover. That's incredible. It's it's such a bizarre, and like, I don't know why that movie exists, but it does. But it does. And like, fine like yeah like there's nothing I, I always think of um I, I really like you've got mail I don't know why but in like sixth grade that was like my shit I fucking love that movie and like yes it's a romp it's not like it defies genre it's definitely a rom-com no. and it's 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 
based on the you know the movie the shop around the corner which has been remade a couple of times since that like it's a remake of a remake of a remake you know so like fine but it's still like fun you know it didn't age super well no it definitely in terms of the technology aspect of it doesn't really like Mm, I feel like the tech is is I think the tech is like okay to to I think it's not like Star Wars where it's sci-fi and the tech didn't age as as well at all in terms of like yeah but well I don't know I I was thinking of it in terms of like 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 the idea around technology mm. obviously as like it being a way to connect to people and whatever but like I don't I I had this but I should have written it down honestly like was watching it like I don't know over the summer or something like that and I was like all of these things don't make sense anymore like the way just I don't know the way they talk about it something there's something specific in the film where I was like this doesn't this doesn't translate anymore this this was only good for the late 90s yeah which I thought was interesting but like it still holds like the story still holds up it's still fine you can still you know meet cute on the internet yeah exactly and it's like Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan and they were like you know like the couple for some reason yeah what a weird no I didn't see that coming I wasn't alive in the 90s but I didn't see that coming (laughs) yeah yeah I mean um okay like back on the commentary thing but just because like Parasite was a film that I didn't reading all the commentary didn't help me because it was it felt like spoon feeding right to be like this is a social commentary about like rich and poor it's important yeah and it's important I hate when people say it's an important movie I'm like no yeah yeah it's and it's but there are because there are certain movies that are important there are important movies but it's it's not like every movie that has some social commentary is important is important yeah and it's not like parasite watching it was like oh my gosh eat the rich like you don't watch it's not meant to do that it's supposed yeah, to be I, like, I didn't get the first time i saw it i think well yeah i guess maybe i've seen it twice when i saw it in the theater mm-hmm. i was like okay but like beautifully shot the thing is he, he did snowpiercer yeah he always worked the same team i fucking love snowpiercer i think it's great so when I thought it was like, oh my God, beautifully shot. That was really my favorite part of it was just the fucking cinematography. Just every shot was just like, oh, perfect. perfect. Um, really funnily enough, one of the uh, the dad in Parasite, um, which is weird, the rich dad. Yeah. He, um, he was in this really kind of low key Korean drama that we watched several, several years ago, my mother and I, where he's like a chef. Uh, so that was really nice to see him back. You're like, oh, it's that guy. Yep, we were pretty much, I was like, oh my gosh, that's, and it's called like pasta, because he's oh. like an Italian chef, but he's in, like, he's in Korea, so it's like Korean, Italian, Italian food in Korea, just. I would, okay. I would definitely watch that, I, I would definitely watch that. It, it's not as fun, like, it's, it's cute, but there's got, it's like, it's too, it's an adult Korean drama, so mm-hmm. what that means is there's nothing going on, except the sort of like, again, meet cutes, and like, will they, won't they? <laughs> right and nothing nothing more than that oh yeah i still i still watch you know it's yeah i gotta watch something at this point uh, korean dramas are a great place because you my god their beats are so insane like you will know so like the first episode will feel like forever the next like three episodes sometimes feel like even longer it's just the pacing of the show is just so all over the place in some ways like it's not at all what you're used to in the in the states and like with most international cinema as well because okay. the way that they do it is like 
half leading you on to think that something's going to happen in the next episode and half being like, let's pause in this like day or moment, like right. a lot. So does it make you think about pacing in a different way or does it just annoy you? I think, it, I think if you like the pacing, you will like the pacing and, and they're not very bingeable, but you can binge them. Okay. So I don't think they're crafted. And that's a pretty important fact is they're not crafted to be like one after the other. They're, they're right. meant to be like staggered over like literally two months. Yeah. Um, so the way that they do it, and these are like hour long episodes. Yeah. So it changes kind of how like versus 45 minutes. I feel like 45 minutes is such a like standard US time. Yeah, because of commercials. Because of commercials, because they want to like bounce it up to an hour, sometimes even longer. But Koreans, they do like, I think an hour and a half for each slot. So their commercials are, I think they sometimes have commercials, sometimes they don't. But you can't tell when the commercial break is happening. Oh, that's good. It's not as clear as the newer ones, at least. The older ones, oh man, there was like a time where you could kind of like see, okay, they're, they're definitely it's breaking It's gonna here. cut right now, yeah. But the newer ones are, are are a bit better but it's so interesting to see how like popular they are all over asia but also all over the u.s now yeah so much so that we don't have to pirate them anymore so that's nice i actually had a friend um who was in she went to a different middle school than i did but uh they had a korean drama club where they would like watch they'd, they'd get together and watch k-dramas wow how much time do they have I don't know. This was, I feel like they did some at school and some on the weekends. I could be wrong. Like I wasn't actually a part of it, but like I heard about it and it just sounded like a lot of fun. I, it is. I think you need to watch. This was like 2013 or something. This is like 20. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. That makes sense because, um, the band that really broke into the, like the K-pop group that broke into the West coast a little more, or not, I say West coast, but the Western world a little more, uh, really, hit its stride in 2012 2013 really yeah that's the one that i was like a really big fan of and Wait, which one it's called big bang oh yeah i've heard of them yeah see so they're, they're like and they've got some cool stuff because uh they're one of their front men i think he's technically the official official one his name is like g dragon and he was sort of like hanging around with the la celebs at the time got so it. he he kind of knew everybody in that like area and people kind of knew him because they recognized that he was like big in a different country. Right. But um, not as crazy as like BTS where it's just the name, but at the same time, you may not know specific members. You just know them as an outfit, right? You don't like, Yeah. you may not be able to recognize like RM or J-Hope or whatever. It's, I, I'm an old person, so I don't even yeah. like, I just know that BTS is a thing, but if you showed me a picture and we're like, this is BTS, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. And I think um, that's, and it's interesting because when I started to move away from Korean, like culture is a, is like a pop phenomenon. Yeah. Um, they started being inundated with like smaller groups that eventually got big fan bases that like, you know, they're our age, right? They're like literally three, four years older than us. Right. And all the fans are like our age or even like three, four years younger than us. And it's just yeah. so strange to see that sort of dynamic. Wait. Can we talk about that for a second? Because I, okay, there's like two things here. One, the fact that, so like my brother's four years younger than we are. And the fact that there's such a big generational gap, we're the same generation, but the fact that there's such a gap mm -hmm. between us and that it's ridiculous. But then also 
the fan thing this is so this is so weird to me that like timothy chalamet is like three years older than us tom holland is like four years older than us saoirse ronan is like four years older yeah. like all these people like there's a, it doesn't like bug me necessarily like it's fine like live your life you know they're doing yeah, what they're yeah. doing. so fucking talented but some of it is like that you know it's like i feel like this happens for everybody yeah, like i feel weird, so fucking right? unaccomplished yeah. but then also yeah. it feels weird to be like i think you're the greatest and you're like for, like i don't know why age matters that much but it does I mean, this is more of a conceptual question i don't know if we can answer this but like it's such a yeah. weird thing i don't know it just it seems yeah i think with tom and it's, it is really strange i think there's like a real weirdness that it like pete davidson less than four years older than this. he's no he's he's uh he's 27 what yeah fuck me okay. i saw his show i'm I sorry playing. he's 27 at a comedy club i know but i fucking love i love him so i'm much. sorry what wait wait wait, wait. <laughs> they just made him seem like he was a child on snl like they do that and speaking of snl if you've seen if you have not seen the kristen wig episode i did i watched it last night okay because the Grinch skit was the funniest shit. Oh, that was and, fantastic. And that was Pete in the in the. Oh yeah, no. As soon as I saw him, I was like, <laughs> "He's the tallest one of the cast. It has to be him." Yeah, and and my favorite was they allowed him to smile because the Grinch is supposed to smile. And I was like, "Right, boy, you're not breaking character." I know he didn't break. It was insane. Also, okay, did you watch Update? Uh, like part of it because okay. I don't watch all of it. They do the joke swap now for christmas oh my I god i have not seen that yet i have not seen that yet i will I fucking watch it it's so good got it i i didn't realize wait I, so joke swap only happens like a couple times a year yeah they i think they do it for they do it for christmas and maybe the end of the season mm, interesting it's like a That's new like, like they haven't been doing this the entire time they've been on update this is a newer thing but like i love it yeah i've seen i think i've seen it like a couple years ago i've seen but i've seen it happen so that was always really funny to me to have them do it live yeah colin's basically just he's yeah he he, he gets he gets crushed every year yeah every i know year. but I, I, i've heard that like che likes to bully him online like, yes saying that he's racist trying to get him canceled yeah you're yeah, trying yeah. to get him canceled that's but the, the thing is like when people don't know that he's joking and they're like yeah cancel that racist motherfucker blah 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 and he's like i didn't do anything <laughs> oh gosh you know get yourself some friends who try to actively cancel you yeah exactly yeah i have i have a friend like that so i feel like you know i'm going places in life <laughs> oh no you say one thing this movie not every movie is important but, oh god i know I, every time i see them maybe maybe this is just like the effects of having like something that people could potentially hear not that i know anybody that would yeah. actually like I don't know how to market this shit, but whatever. But like, it's so, and I'm now so much more aware of what I said. Not that mm-hmm. I think anybody's going to come after me, but like, what if one person I know is like, every movie is important? Like, um, okay. I, I think there's like a difference between like every movie is important and like every story is important. Yes. But fuck no, every movie cannot be important. Are you going to tell me oh that like, the devil's okay i can't talk about the devil's advocate again because we spoke about it very recently there's a whole devil lucifer angle it's got like al pacino like that's not an important movie right by any means right well and that's i think that's the thing this is going to sound really old man of me and you know whatever but like the the whole thing of like just having like 
opinions and like not necessarily being like one is one thing is wrong and one thing is right i think there are things that are objective in life but choice of movie maybe could be more subjective and we just let it like i I'm just spitballing here, but like maybe that's something that you know we could all work on as a people. Is as a people, if somebody likes a movie that you don't like, you can just you know move on with your life. I don't know. I'm oversimplifying way yeah. too much, but you know what I'm saying. Like, there's a there's I think there's like a weird thing to it, right? Because once you do like a movie, you like a movie. You can go hard with that. So yeah. so people will like. Oh gosh. Call Me By Your Name is a great example of like people love a movie and then they have fan cams and yeah. they have like Timothy edits where they're literally glorifying and romanticizing a relationship between an adult and a, and a, and a child like yeah me at 20 and a 34 year old is fucked up so 17 and 30 whatever is yeah really like maybe up. not yeah no um age gap relation I can't get into that but yeah you know like it's just it's a really strange place to be where kids are so into things like obsessive yeah. about things which is yeah. you know anything. Same way. hey hey you want to go for a walk later when you're done yeah sure. okay sorry <laughs> I don't know how to edit that out <laughs> We'll just say for for all of our, how many listeners do we think we'll have five? Um, yeah, sure. Five is okay. Really for good. our five listeners, my mom just walked in. That's, that's, that's normal. My, that's my, I don't know what my parents are doing. They're chomping around there. Yeah. I was talking. I was literally. I was, I was honored. I had a uh, therapy appointment like a couple weeks ago, and I was talking to her, and she was like, "How's it being at home?" And I was like, "Dude." people just fucking walk into my room and then like literally two seconds later my mom just fucking walked into my room and I was like case in point and she got all mad at me she was like why are you closing your door and everything I was like I have a shit like what yeah anyway call me by your name call me by your name okay wait 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 where did we start this because oh I was just saying like like it like oh no 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 I'm talking like opinions this episode where did we start this? Oh my god, where did we start the episode? No Shit, fucking clue. I don't see because we like try to we just said we'll riff on something. We didn't do We've riffed on literally everything. We've touched on everything we thought we were except the male midlife crisis. We haven't talked about Johnny we, Depp yet. But yeah, otherwise guess, So this I guess this would be like more an introduction. Like this is everything. This is just fucking what we're going to talk about. This is it. But we'll, we'll go for hours, I suppose. Because oh my god. There's a lot to say about some of these things about everything there's a lot to see yeah yeah true oh okay here's the other thing should we have like guests like yeah no i think that'd be a a useful thing for us to do okay so we get somebody else to talk yeah Yeah. (laughs) and we just ask like nice questions because of course we can do that questions are really tough to write by the way so yeah oh no they suck yeah well what if we um i don't know I feel like we got to get people that are like movie specific, not not people in movies because I don't know yeah. you, but like, if you have friends that like movies more than others, then <laughs> we can talk about specific. Or we can ask them what topic that they'd want. I don't know. Not about non movie stuff, but like, yeah, movies. I don't. Just, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> if, this is, if this has been interesting, oh my god, <laughs> I don't know. 
but okay wait we i think we started at space westerns because yes. i mean I, literally john favreau did a movie called cowboys versus aliens so like if that didn't wait, tell you who did that wait favreau did a movie favreau. that was favreau that was favreau oh my god I'm i know <laughs> he telegraphed that shit he told us like 10 years ago <laughs> like i'm doing this it's like i'm doing this i told you already well also like that's george lucas got his whole i have oh i have the biography oh nice Wait, he got his old inspiration from Westerns, right? Like, well, yeah, because he was, he was, okay, he was going to be an anthropology major and then he got this huge fucking car accident. Uh, this, but oh. this is the biography. Wow. It's, I've been reading this since high school and I'm on page 131 and there are like 400 pages, 500 pages. I feel like he doesn't have, he has an interesting life, but you know, it's, I don't, it's think- just the way it's written is so fucking, yeah. bo- he's super interesting. I think he's great, but. Yeah, but he, he was an anthropology major. He's he was always interested in stories that you know Joseph Campbell's like hero's journey type situation. Yeah. He loved comic books, he loved all those westerns, he loved stories like that. So that's you know it's a mix that's where he got Star yeah. Wars from. It's it's not it's weird because it was hailed as such like a different different yeah. movie. And like yes, the technology is different, and yes, it's in a different area, but, but it's like just... it's such a formulaic thing, which isn't a criticism. I fucking love Star Wars. So I don't care, but yeah, it's 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 definitely a formulating story. The 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 uh, the literary word for that potentially is bricolage, which is like taking things from different things. So yeah, uh, I think Bart was the person who like coined that. I'm I'm pulling that from you know. That's okay. I love it. Fancy fancy classes like you know lit theory, but um, it's but no seriously when I watch you're my that- intellectual here you're, you're you're the intellectual on this show. <laughs> no, it's like when I watched. Star Wars, like, okay, I just watched Star Wars, like, yesterday. Uh, episode Wait, which episode? Four. Episode four. Okay. First one, really. Um, but, yeah, I've never, li- like, he's such a Gary Sue, Luke. Like, he's got such a n- non-thing going on for him. Like, when he sees his, like, entire family dead, his reaction. He's like, he's, he's like, oh, damn. <laughs> I guess I can go now. I'm not tied to anything. I guess that's it. I'm gonna go to tashi to pick up some power converters or whatever the fuck yeah. <laughs> dude i'm fucking i, I love this movie <laughs> it's, it's, and my dad and i were looking at the costumes too because george lucas did not intend for this to become what it is right i think that's part of the thing too is he wasn't I know. trying to do like this is what happens when something good gets away from you is like yes. something that was really meant to be a one-off yeah it was literally called star wars it was not that was it it wasn't a new hope. yeah a new hope isn't like a yeah it's not his thing yeah i think i mean here's the thing i'm glad star wars is still like mm-hmm. this gets into a whole thing of like should franchises exist like uh, that, if the mm-hmm. story needs to continue to be told because like episode five is fucking incredible I, I really I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do it in order but I'm gonna ignore the I really tried my best to try and watch the prequels but honestly I, I stopped midway through uh like Attack of the Clones I was just yeah. like there's a lot that's going on here that it's I so don't bad. like it's just not good well and that's I feel like that's the whole yeah. thing is like the, the like I get I get world building I get why people do like I, I get it but like doesn't need to be done on the other hand <laughs> I like the Marvel movies I most of it like because didn't love ant-man it wasn't my favorite but like you know other like most most of them out of the 23 movies they made it's fine like and it didn't it doesn't bug me as much as it does with star wars i think it's because also they're not as try hard like truly they've understood that they're not appealing to the comic book fan with marvel 
Yeah, well, Star also, Wars. they were intending to make, they, they were trying to make 23 movies or whatever. Star Wars, he was just making the one movie. Yes. And, and then suddenly it becomes like this big thing. And, you know, he's hit the budget, obviously skyrockets for that. But we were looking at the costumes and like different aliens and different species. And it's just always like, dude, this was not, there's no lore. Like you're creating the lore as you go. So yeah, it, it it'll always feel a little half-baked in terms of like, wait, how are they like all breathing in the same planet? Yeah, but I honestly, I feel like that actually lends itself well, be, like to a fan base of the size. Like, I mean, Star Wars fans is huge. And I yes. feel like part of the reason, as much as fans will bitch about inconsistencies in the movie, I'm, I've done this myself, like, well, the, you know, we'll bitch about inconsistencies, ugh, inconsistencies in the movies and the stories, all this, you know, all the the books that have been, you know, the, and the Clone Wars, all of the offshoots, as much as people will bitch about that, and the inconsistencies, you know, therein or whatever, like it kind of works because then there's something to talk about. If if everything had been yeah. perfect, there'd be nothing to talk about. And then, like, yeah, there would be fans, but it wouldn't be this revenue. There there wouldn't be people that'd be waiting for the new book or movie mm -hmm. or uh, I don't know collection, you know, I don't know action figures, all this stuff, like it lends itself well to, and I don't, th again, I don't think this is what he was intending to do. I don't think no. he was like, I'm going to create this thing that's kind of just mash some shit together and hope it works. And like, I don't, we, that wasn't what he was going for, but like, I think it works for his fans. But then think about it this way also. So because he did all, because he made that one-off movie, that is now his entire legacy. Yeah. What else did George Lucas do off the top? I think you could probably think about something off the top. American of Graffiti. But that's like it's such a 70. different movie too. It came out this yeah. It came out like the year before Star Wars or something. And no, I'm wrong. It came out before. Well, what three years? I uh, yeah, I think it, yeah, probably seventy four. Like yeah, it's, it sounds like seventy four might be right. I'm not sure, but early seven. Star Wars came out in 1977. Yes. So before 1977. Yeah, something like, something. Like. But I mean, I don't know. Just it, it's the it's just how things go and and now disney's acquired it and i just saw something on reddit <laughs> where they were like uh disney's you know trying to marvelize star wars in some yeah. ways essentially because feige's gonna make a star wars yeah. movie. yeah which i mean honestly i'm not unhappy about that maybe it'll bring some sort of like a different kind of canon it's so interesting to see them trying to add canon between like that's what they did with rogue one they try to like this is why the plans are important and then i'm yeah. like you know actually it kind of makes sense because without robot i'd have been like okay so they just have these plans why is there a weakness in the death star so there's yeah. like a whole backstory to that they're trying to like yeah. like essentially but i think it's only be only because it's become a huge franchise that that, yeah. that those matter because if you just left it as one and again i'm not blaming george lucas for this no. you know, it's not it's not his fault or whatever but like if if it had just been Star Wars, if it had just been one movie mm -hmm. and everybody had said that was fucking great, let's go watch another, let's just move on from that, it wouldn't have mattered. All you would have needed to know is like, okay, cool. There's the important plans, bad guys, good guys, you know, whatever. Yeah. Let's go. There's the Force. There's Jedi's. Whatever doesn't matter. Go do the story. They do the story. That's it. Yeah. Fantastic. New technology for making movies. New way of thinking about storytelling, kind of. But then like just be done with it but those only th those plot holes are only plot holes because he added so much other stuff to it that made the plot holes does that make sense yes because 
yeah, you just, you see another movie like Mando uh, has cameras. And that always will bug me about Star Wars. It'll, it will be my forever problem is just, dude, you're shooting this on a camera. Why do you think that stormtroopers and like the act, like the entire, why don't they have cameras? You are shooting this on, it's film. It's not like, this is not a, you know, I just, stuff did not age in the, in the way that I think it will, it, it, you know, retrofuturism is always difficult. Yeah. Can't, can't stick with it. But then, then again, back to the future is not bad. Dude, I was fucking obsessed with fourth grade. Oh my God. I was fucking obsessed. It was like the 25th anniversary. Yeah. Or whatever. My mom took me and my brother to go see it. I was like nine or what? Wait, you're coming. I guess I was 10. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Yeah, 85. It's basic math that I can't do on my own. I had to like count nine minus four, nine minus five, and then okay. Oh, so it must Um, be in the 35th anniversary then. 35th. Oh my God. Jesus Christ, you're right. Because then we would have been born, uh, you know, we just like come out and we're yeah, the first we watch Here we go. Years old, I'm gonna watch this movie. Oh my god! Shit. Yeah, Back to the Future is so good. Dude, I, I yeah, I fucking so loved it. Under underrated for our generation. Yeah, I will say though, I haven't seen the second one and I haven't seen the third one. I've seen the well, no. I've seen the beginning of the second one. Okay, because as silly as it is, I I love the like you like the lore is so cute. It's like it it wraps up it's done it doesn't like try too hard to be something it's not in terms of like it is just an like sort of kitschy yeah uh, pop movie if that makes sense like it's not meant to be some sort of deep storyline with like what you're not really supposed to get anything like it's just kind of fun that's those nothing movies that we were talking about they're fucking great like it's not a nothing movie obviously it's contributed a lot to the culture and 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 you remember it I, there's like a weird thing where it's like you don't want a movie to be nothing but you also don't want to like only think about this movie for the yeah. rest of your life like yeah. it haunts you like inception inception haunts a lot of people when they it just released and when you see the last like frame it's nerve-wracking so yeah. I, I think it's weird because nolan i think he he tried to undo his mistake with inception in my opinion with tenet I, okay. that's, I think so he tried to make it a little more understandable at the same time making it very complex yeah I okay this is uh, this is an issue I have with it maybe this is because my introduction my introduction to Christopher Nolan movies obviously I'd seen the trailers and stuff like that when they came out but I didn't well, I wasn't watching Inception when it came out I was eight years old so um no, we, or, we were 10 we were nine 10. or ten okay yeah regardless I wasn't watching that when I was 10 it wasn't it wasn't happening for me so like I watched it in middle school like right before Interstellar came out, I think, because I had a friend. Oh, wow. That's a... Yeah. Got it. I was trying to impress my friend. He was like, oh my God, have you ever seen Inception? I was like, yeah. And then I went home and I was like, dad, we got to watch Inception. So like we watched it and I still didn't tell it like, again, 13 year old me was like, all right, I kind of kind of know what's going on. Yeah, Tom it... Hardy's cute. So we'll just keep going, you know, yes. for that, you know, like that kind of thing. That was, that was my 13 year old approach to it. But I think what's weird is that like, I already had an idea of what Inception was because I'd been hearing about it for the last three years. I already yeah. had an idea of what Interstellar was because I saw it after it came out. And so I'd been hearing about it already. Tenet is like happening now at the same time as I'm aware of it. And yeah. I saw the trailer and I did not get what was going yeah, on. And you, I get you... that he doesn't, 
Like, no, no, don't try and understand it. That's the thing. You don't try and understand it. You go watch and sort of like keep up with it as it goes, but you also keep up with it as John David. I love his name, John David. But as John David is, I love him too. He's great. He's so cool. Like, I'm sad that we don't see him on other. Like, I haven't seen him in. Oh, he's gonna be in that movie with Zendaya, the the one that they shot in quarantine. Oh, what's it called? What's it called? What's called? Oh, fuck, I can't remember. It's called. Wait, wait, wait. Is it the scary one with the like things and uh? it's like bad stuff like the michael bay one or is it like a less no 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 it's um no it's uh it's it's in it they shot it with i think it was sam levinson directed it because i think because he does euphoria right yes yes yes, yes okay yes. so i think it's them it's called like malcolm and marie or something like malcolm and i think it's malcolm and marie i can't remember You'll okay, have to look okay. it up. but yeah but they shot it in quarantine like a couple months ago it's kind of come out on netflix oh nice okay 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 i'll, I'll keep yeah, it it's like a it's like a drama it's a love story i think that makes yeah i think you can't do a lot of quarantine movies it's almost always about like the they haven't figured out a way to be creative about like how do you maintain but like whatever people you know yeah that's why i thought palm springs was good because it did i mean obviously it was made Uh, before quarantine but it it was was so weird because it is all about like groundhog so perfect for the yeah well it also came out in what june july i think it was was a summer movie it was like it was late june it was perfect though because it was like you know we didn't we didn't think well i don't know i'm paranoid so i definitely thought i'd be holed up inside you know until next summer but like oh yeah me too i no but you're right like people were like what we were a little have? unsure of what was going on and it had been like three months and we thought that was a really long time and now it's yeah. been like nine months and everyone's <laughs> but like at that at that year. juncture i feel like people started to question i know i of like what does it mean to be like what does it Mm -hmm. what does it mean to be like stuck and like everybody's situation is different so my version of stuck is much more comfortable than a lot of people's and much less comfortable than a lot of people's and like what is this all how do we navigate relationships what are we doing you know online all this stuff whatever it was really interesting and I feel like it coming out at that point was really good and obviously they weren't like intending no for our global situation to be like this but it worked because it didn't come if it had come out now it, I feel it like people would have enjoyed it, but also people would have been like, oh my God, like, I just want to be done with this quarantine or whatever. Whereas like, not that we didn't want to be done with it in it's June, just a different kind of but like, it's a different, a different way of looking at it. A different, yeah. yeah, just a different experience. So maybe cause like we're confused about the industry and maybe other people are too. If you have insights, hit us up so we can talk to you on the podcast so that someone else is talking and not just us. <laughs> try our best but really what's happening is um we don't know what we're doing it seems like but it seems like a lot of filmmakers don't either so i think we're in the right group gonna say does anybody really know what they're doing no how about that that's this is our unpretentious look at movies yeah we're trying to be yeah sure our our unpretentious look at hollywood yeah our 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 least yeah we we try our best that's all yeah maybe we might sound pretentious but that's just because we both experienced liberal arts colleges and also we've like l- we know about um, too many movies but we haven't seen all of them yeah so we're talking much so that we really don't know but yeah no we truly don't really know what's going on but we thought it was important to share <laughs> i feel like as long as as long as we acknowledge that this is kind of a frivolous thing then like yeah. we're fine no no that's exactly it we're just doing this for fun but yeah. also we go on tangents so it's really all over the place insane but isn't like which is it what isn't all over the place what movie perfectly describes 
something just happening. Yeah. So congrats, you made it to the end of the podcast. Well, this episode, this podcast is far from over, but um, congratulations, you did it. And if not, if you just skip to the end, congratulations too. You know when you, you know your limits. You know when to stop yourself. Yeah, you you should really stop yourself. There was a lot that we kind of covered, and obviously, as you can see, we're doing this retro retroactively. Yeah, we're we're like uh, not very sure uh, about the theme or format or guests, but you know, we won them all. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna build up from here. We're we're taking this we're taking this slow because really, what else do we have to do right now? But you know, that's a really good point. An opportunity to share our ramblings with the world whether or not the world wants it you know it doesn't matter eventually we'll have to they'll have to listen yeah well and at least we're not on tiktok right? oh we named the podcast though because you know it has anyone spotify so i assume you've seen it but... uh yeah so welcome to <laughs> our dumbass podcast welcome to the first episode or well Thank you for listening to the first episode of our dumbass podcast. Yeah, we'll be back with another episode at some point. Hard to say when. We started this right before the holidays. Were we thinking? No. <laughs> Semester's difficult. Yeah, fuck that shit. So, um, this has been Nikki. This has been Lucia. Peace.